Hello, hello, and welcome back for another episode of Figured Outable. I'm your host, Carly Visconto, and today, once again, it's just going to be me and you. I will tell you, I'm trying to get a certain guest on this podcast, and just guests in general, but summer is proving to be way more challenging. I feel like schedules are all over the place. People are traveling. People are with their families. There's a lot going on, and so naturally, it's just a little bit harder to coordinate um, to get somebody on and just like kind of carve out the time to podcast and I never really want to rush so I usually like to allow like an hour an hour and a half um but a lot of people are kind of punting to the fall just saying like that would work a lot better so I promise there are going to be episodes in the future that you don't just have to hear me sit and ramble for the entirety of the time but last week or not last week's episode because let's be honest it's actually been quite some time since I last recorded and uploaded an episode. Um, My nephews were down for about two weeks and then work. I was just kind of busy with that. I've been spending a lot of time at my job, um, my summer job, like my summer gig, not anything like serious or corporate or anything like that. Um, But it's surely been taking up a lot of my time. Um, But that is going to be over very shortly because quite frankly I'm just not making the money that I would like to be making and I just decided to enjoy the rest of my summer and kind of bask in freedom before I really find a corporate job which I'm going to give you know a little bit of updates in the beginning of this episode but all of that to say um, I have not been able to find a time to record with a guest so you're just going to be stuck with me. Um, And then I was saying that the episode that I uploaded last was pretty short and sweet. And I think that the episode today is going to be very similar just because I'm going to kind of speak my piece on the topic and then leave it at that. Um, Sometimes I think the shorter episodes are even better for the listener because even as I'm a listener to other podcasts, sometimes I don't even want to sit and listen to an episode that's like an hour long. Maybe if I'm going for like my long morning walks, but if I'm just like going from one place to the other, driving in the car or something, like sometimes the 20 to 30 minute episodes are perfect um, and shorter is sweeter. So I think this episode's going to be a quick one today. Um, I did touch on, you know, work saying that I've been, you know, busy working hours, but I am actually not going to be working for much longer um, this last month of summer. I'm just going to enjoy and just really get as much beach and family time as I possibly can. Um, and then going into the fall, like I said in my last episode, I am looking for corporate jobs again. And I will say it has been a real struggle like job searching. I think especially coming off of college and you know, doing the campus recruiting and then doing the internship and then, you know, getting offered the full-time job and moving back to Philly and going with a company that was kind of, it really made sense. And it was one of the main companies that I would have considered making that move from New York to Philly, but staying in the industry for like everything kind of just fell into my lap and came easy. But now that I feel like I'm starting from scratch and I'm kind of looking for something when I don't necessarily know what I'm looking for, like, I'm keeping my options open. I'm keeping an open mind. I have industries in mind, but, you know, I'm not dead set. I don't have anything written in stone. I'm just really trying to take everything 
in stride and just have conversations that pique my interest and just kind of see what's out there. Um, but it's really hard to look for something when you don't know what you're looking for. And so I'm trying to like scour LinkedIn and Indeed and, you know, different career websites, but it's really proving to be challenging, especially I think this time of year in the summer when things are a little bit slower in the work world. A lot of people, again, are taking vacations and a lot of companies aren't really hiring right now. Um, Not to mention with, you know, a lot of things going on in the economy. I think companies in general are kind of at a standstill, either doing a hiring freeze or kind of just tightening their wallets and not really looking to like expand teams. Um, So it's just been challenging, but I would rather, you know, spend the last, you know, month of summer really focusing my efforts on enjoyment and then also the job search because I made a promise to myself that this next job that I take, while I don't necessarily need it to be, you know, the light of my life and like the root of my passions. I would like it to be somewhat enjoyable and of course bearable. Um, I really don't want it to devalue my life in any way or take away from my life. Um, but I would like it to, you know, add to it. That would be a nice added bonus. Um, so that is like a little update on the the job front and like the job search. Um, what else has been going on? I've been reading a ton. I am entirely in my book era. Like I have probably read two dozen books in the past like month or so. Um, which that kind of sounds crazy, but yeah, I'm looking at the list on my phone and a lot of them are like thrillers or mysteries. So they're like quick reads. Um, some of them are a little bit more like dense and heavy than others, but I've just been really enjoying reading over watching any like TV series or being on my phone scrolling. I kind of talked about that in the episode where I talked about like hobbies and interests and like being more interesting. And I've just really been enjoying reading. And honestly, like I use reading as a tool to expand my vocabulary, which I think a lot of people do. But my mom used to joke that like I do not have good vocabulary. Like it was just never really my forte. And I do think I have a limited vocabulary sometimes and find myself like struggling to say what I want to say. And so as I read books and as I come across words, I make a list and then I make a note to go back and look up what that word uh, means. And then I literally am going back and studying this list of words so that I could use it in my everyday vocabulary because I have this new fascination with words. Like I even when I listen to podcasts and I hear people say things like I'm just in this habit right now of accumulating different like phrases and words that I find interesting and that I've never heard before. Um, So that's been another little fun random hobby, but it's never too late to learn. The last little update that I was going to give is on alcohol. And so if you have been listening from the beginning, you would know that one of my first episodes, I actually had a creator on her name is Tori and I found her on TikTok for her sober curious lifestyle and last summer was really the time that I set out to kind of live more sober curiously um I never really abstained from alcohol in the past to be honest from the ages of I don't know 14 to 22 I binge drink more often than I would like to admit um So I feel like I got it out of my system and I finally reached a point where I was like, 
I am so over this. It really does not serve me anymore. And I started to kind of dabble in this like damp lifestyle of only drinking on special occasions or when I really wanted to or having a maximum like one or two drink max um, and then switching to a mocktail or a club soda or a Diet Coke, whatever it might be. And I kind of reserved like binge drinking for like big nights out with my girlfriends where we're all there and we're hopping from one place to the next and it's kind of like an all-day event. And so we did that about two weeks ago at this point. We had a fun night in Cape May and I seriously think that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. I really want to have like a one drink max from now on because when I say the next day, I had not been that hungover and God knows when. I had work the next morning and I literally had somebody tell me that they saw me walking into work and they were like, man, like I could really tell you were hurting this morning. Mind you, I had my sunglasses on from the beginning of the shift until the end. Even when I was inside to grab something like from the kitchen or something or I never took those things off because other people can wake up hungover and you would never know. I wake up hungover and I quite literally look and feel like I got hit by a bus. Like my eyes are bloodshot. My face is puffy. Like I wear it on my face. It is so evident. So this guy was like, yeah, I saw you walking in. Like it literally looked like you were hurting. I thought you were actually crying. And that just was so funny to me because A, like I said, he saw me from afar walking in with my sunglasses, yet he still thought I was crying because I guess my face underneath my sunglasses, it was just that clear how much pain I was in. And I thought to myself, I'm like, I really fucking hope I wasn't externally crying. I was definitely internally crying, but like that night destroyed me. And honestly, it's, it took me maybe two to three days to recover like physically to feel better. And then my sleep, I just feel like was thrown off. Um, I broke out and quite literally that was what July 2nd. Today's date is July 19th. I still have like a little minor breakout on my chin that came about like a couple days. I think it was like the day after or two days after that I definitely contribute to the alcohol. And just like other things that happened in the next like the next day and then the following day, like I, there's a passcode at work for one of the doors and I punch it in every single day. The day after that big night out of drinking, I could not remember the password for the life of me. Like I had to go and ask somebody to help me, even though they didn't even know the combination. They were just like trying a combination of the four numbers they knew were involved, but like didn't really know the set order. And It was so apparent to me in that moment, like how much alcohol affects the brain and physical part aside, like feeling like shit sucks, but like realizing the effect that it has on you internally, it's honestly scary. And as like a health and wellness lover and somebody who like tries to really do all the right things for my body in terms of diet, in terms of sleep, in terms of movement, like cortisol levels, hormones, like all of that stuff. It's just so counterproductive of me to go and then binge drink and put my body through the ringer in that sense when I spend so much of my time and energy being the best and healthiest version of myself in order to be the happiest physically and mentally. So I don't know. I just feel like the days of me drinking hardcore are 
definitely, I don't want to say over forever because who knows, but on the back burner for a long time, um, I am kind of back in like my mocktail era and while I'll still have like one or two good cocktails at dinner, um, when I am like going out for a longer outing, whether it be with like my friends or going to see a band play and, you know, they're going to be on for a three to four hour set, like I am now doing mocktails and my mocktail of the summer now is club soda with muddled lime and jalapeno with a splash of lime juice and it is so good it's so refreshing and because of like the jalapeno like it still kind of tastes like a spicy marg or something but it just doesn't have alcohol in it and even though it's kind of annoying to ask for especially being in the industry and having been a server and being a bartender like obviously servers don't have access to jalapenos so, like the bar still needs to make that and I still find myself like apologizing whenever I order it because I'm like I'm sorry this is so annoying but I've just kind of made up in my mind that, you know, I'm on the other side of that request often and I do what I need to do for the customer without complaints. And so now it's my turn. And if it's going to make me have a better night and especially a better morning the next day, then it's worth it. Um, And I just can't feel bad to just ask what I want. So that's kind of been my go-to drink. Sometimes, like I said, if it's like a bar that's slammed, I am aware. I'm not going to order that. Like, I'll just get a club soda, splash of lemonade maybe, but mostly just like a club soda or a Diet Coke. Keep it simple. I'm not going to ask a bartender that's in the weeds to go ahead and muddle lime and jalapeno. But um, I don't know. When I think about like this upcoming August, I have my best friend's bachelorette in Charleston that I'm so excited for. And I feel like I already kind of have to strategize like how I want to approach that weekend from a drinking standpoint, like how many drinks am I going to have, you know, in a given day or in a night and just kind of like make sure I'm not ruining my time because I feel like when I'm hungover, I'm less present. But in the other sense, I feel like when I'm kind of overthinking and really trying not to ruin my time by not drinking too much that I find myself just being like really sober and not living in the moment as well. And I feel like it's no secret that you have more fun when you have a little buzz on. So it's definitely about just like finding that happy medium and then also honoring that happy medium because I know for me, like two to three drinks for me is fine. I really, like I used to be waking up hungover after a couple drinks and I'm not going to say I'm completely unaffected by the one to three drink range like I still feel it but it's not going to put me out of commission like I can absolutely get up carry on have a great rest of the day the following day when I wake up while still having had that fun night prior and being able to partake in the festivities and still be goofy and and again like feel that buzz that I hate that you even like crave but when you are the only sober person around a bunch of drunk people, it can be annoying sometimes because you're sober and people are bumping into you and it's loud. And so especially on an occasion like a bachelorette weekend, like you just want to have fun. Um, so all to say, like I just give a lot of credit to people who are completely sober. But for me, I just think I need to be more aware, be more fluid with like when I choose to drink, how much I choose to drink, and ultimately, like, whether I choose to drink or not choose to drink, like, take the focus off of the alcohol, um, kind of like how I've talked about in prior episodes, like, my relationship with food, how food used to have power over me, and I've kind of, like, 
fueled my relationship with that. I think I need to have a similar mindset with alcohol that whether I'm partaking or not partaking, it's not about the alcohol, but it's about the time. It's about the experience. About It's about the people that I'm with. Um, and so it'll just be interesting to see like, you know, how this continues to play out and how my relationship with alcohol continues to evolve because I like to just be able to kind of course correct and listen to my body in real time. And as of late, it hasn't making me been making me feel great. So I will definitely be doing it sparsely. And when I do drink alcohol, like I said, I'm going to keep it to like a one drink max. Um, and then in August, in this special, you know, event of The Bachelorette, we'll just have to see kind of, you know, what happens and how I'm feeling in that moment. Um, but now I'm looking at the timer. We are about 17 minutes in and not me at the beginning of this episode saying it's going to be nice and short and then getting carried away talking about updates and random shit for 20 minutes before even getting to like the meat of the episode. But today I wanted to talk about friendships um, and I guess just like relationships in general in your 20s that don't have anything to do with like the romantic type. So friendships, um, family relationships, mentorships. I just feel like I have really put emphasis on how much I value human connection in this life and how that's one of my biggest intrinsic values and how I'm the biggest family person. I moved home from New York so that I could watch my nephews grow up so that I could be around for their birthday parties. Um, When I went to Australia, I was very open with being homesick in the beginning. And kind of one of my main takeaways when I came home from Australia was that I will never stop traveling. I will never stop seeing new places, exploring the world. But I'm a Philly girl at heart. And I am happiest when I'm living a simple life with the people I love and when I'm able to be at my nephew's birthday parties and be with them on the holidays instead of FaceTiming them from afar. And I know people are raised extremely differently. Hence, a lot of the people that I met in Australia that were from the UK or from different parts of the world were so confused. Like, well, when you go back there, you're just going to be falling back into the same old life. Like nothing is changing. Your family and friends at home aren't doing anything differently. Like you're not missing anything. And my answer to that would be like nothing needs to change necessarily. Like when I go back and I feel like I fall back into the same routine and everybody's exactly how I left them, like I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing. Um, I'm just so happy to be around and be around for the everyday moments, not just the super special ones that you can fly home for. Like I am just such a quality time person and there's nothing I love more than spending quality time with my friends and my family. And so I just want to talk about relationships and kind of like how to navigate them um, from the family sense, but mostly from the friend sense, because I feel like it's very common that people have different friendship styles. And I just want to kind of talk about my experience with that. I think as we get older, it becomes really clear that there's going to be a lot of people that come in and out of your life within each chapter of life because each chapter brings, you know, a new environment and brings a new group of people. And it's honestly overwhelming um, when you think about it to kind of keep in contact with the people that have gone in and out of your life. 
And I think about each phase of my life and the different people, and I feel like nobody ever warned me that this was going to be the case, that as you're growing up and you're meeting these amazing people along the way, that you're going to continue to move forward in life and you're going to make decisions that bring you different places physically and that those people that you met pro- like previously aren't always going to follow you to this next phase and to this next chapter and that it's going to take effort and work to keep up these relationships. And I know it only gets harder as life goes on and people you know, become moms and dads and you know, wives and husbands and executives at companies at their jobs and We only get more busy and life only gets more demanding. And I do really think time is the biggest constraint that we have. And I think when you add into the mix that people have different friendship styles, whether they're high maintenance versus low maintenance, or they like to be in constant communication via text, or they're like FaceTime or callers, or they like to voice memo. Um, Or maybe they don't really communicate regularly at all, but they like to visit you across the country once or twice a year or meet up whenever you're in town. Like there's so many different ways that people can quote unquote stay in touch. And I think people have, you know, different preferences for how they do stay in touch. And sometimes that can be a little bit misinterpreted or like, yeah, I guess misinterpreted or like misconstrued as you caring less or somebody caring more. And so for me personally, I know that I would probably categorize myself as a low maintenance friend. I know for one that I absolutely hate talking on the phone and I also hate FaceTiming. That being said, I will do it for my friends that don't live like in my same city or my same state and I'm not able to like get up to visit them for an extended weekend or like grab a train and get dinner with them. Like I will do that because I love them and I want to keep in touch, but that's probably my last preferred method of communication. Um, I would much rather see somebody in person a few times a year than keep up constantly over text or on the phone, mostly because I just hate being on my phone. Um, And I just value like real life human connections like in person versus over technology. With that being said, if I am texting somebody like right now, one of my friends um, is in Bali and I love and she's living there. So she's there for a long time and I love keeping in contact with her. And we are obviously on like different time zones. So we voice memo back and forth. Normal people will probably be like, why don't you guys just find a time to, you know, pick up the phone and get each other real time. But to me, it's like sometimes there's a hard, there's a challenge to like find that block of time. And also it requires you to set up like, I don't know, an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, depending on like how much you have to catch up on. You have to set that time aside for a phone call and for you to both to be free. So it's just easier to kind of send like five minute voice memos back and forth, like on whatever you're talking about. Um, So I think I have different like modes of staying in contact with people depending on, like I said, like where they live, um, if they're close, if they're far. But generally speaking, I'm not somebody that needs to be in constant communication with my friends. And I think that just boils down to me not really being into like fast communication back and forth and always accessible. But I think sometimes because I stay off of my phone and I don't love using text as a means of like staying in touch, that I'm not always reaching out to people as often as I should, which like 
I've kind of addressed this before and it's something that I continue to try to remind myself to work on because I think of my friends often and when I say friends, like I'm not just talking about the people that are currently in my life. Like I think about the people from previous chapters in my life quite often, but I don't always take that extra step of texting them, hey, thinking about you or hey, how was this? How was that? Like I saw you were doing this on Instagram, like, you know, how was your time or how's the family? Like, I feel like I think of people often, but I don't show them or tell them that I'm thinking about them by following it up with a text or a call or a proposition to meet up soon. Um, And so I don't know, I just feel like that can be taken the wrong way sometimes when they're on the other end of that and they're not receiving my outreach and they're not knowing that I'm thinking about them. So I've definitely made like more of an effort to do that to whoever you know comes across my mind but then this kind of brings me back to it like to what I was saying before with it gets overwhelming when you think about all of the different people from all of the different chapters of your life that you still so much like love and enjoy their company but it just gets impossible to like keep tabs with all of these people so actually the other day I was slow at work and I pulled up my notes app on my phone and I titled it relationships and then I typed out all of the different phases of my life. So I kind of broke it down. It's like high school, college at Penn, Credit Suisse slash New York City, SIG, which was my last company, um, Seaport, my podcast, Australia, miscellaneous, like people that I've just kind of met along the way throughout the years. And I listed out people that I connected with, I got close to during those times, and that I would want to reach out to or keep contact with, even if it is, you know, very sporadic and few and far between. Like, just people that I would want to reach out to, even if on a yearly basis, just to say, like, hey, I hope all is well. Because I know some people are really, really good at kind of keeping in contact and I am so envious of the people that it comes more naturally to because I know that's just not the case for me. But I do think when I look at this list and I think about these people, like I will be more inclined to just shoot them a text having this list in front of me because like I said, it's never, you know, if I'm not reaching out, it's never because I care about them less or because we had a falling out or this or that. It's simply because I feel like life just kind of gets busy and we are always wrapped up in our own world that it's kind of hard to take ourselves out of that world and find the time to literally I'm looking at this list and there's so many people on it like but maybe I could you know make a point to reach out to three people a week literally just to shoot them a text and ask how they're doing Um, and if I do that you know then it will be a few weeks and I'll have reached out to you know a dozen people and sometimes that's all it takes um But I do think it's important to not let people slip your mind, especially the people that were a big part of your life um, during a certain time. As I'm saying how overwhelming it can be to kind of keep up with old friends, I will say I do think it's just as important to continue to make new ones. And this is something that I feel like I've always kind of made an effort to push myself to do. Because I value human connection so much, I feel like I value making new friends, especially in my adult life, and especially outside of like my core group of friends. Like 
my friends have always said I have a very random and wide like network of people and I think it's because I went to a college that was, you know, a little bit different from everybody else. I had a sport that was different. I lived in New York and worked for a company that was different. Like, I think I just was in more of a um, different environment than I grew up in. And so because of that, I had the fortune of meeting a lot of people that were from like different walks of life and I wouldn't have come in contact with had I just stayed where I was from. But I continue to like even reach out to people on social media and vice versa. Like if somebody reaches out to me, I love meeting new people, whether it be over coffee or for breakfast or for dinner. Um, just recently, I had somebody reach out to me on Instagram just being like, hey, girl, like, you know, I listen to your podcast. I feel like we're so similar. Like I'm really trying to, you know, have more girlfriends and I would love to like meet up. I'm also down the shore for the summer. And we literally got dinner and I actually was with her this morning, but like, we are so similar and we hit it off so naturally. And if I hadn't, you know, made the decision to go out to dinner with her and if she had never reached out to me, more importantly, if she had never taken the initiative to reach out to me, we would have never have found each other and never have become friends. And I feel like she just symbolizes like exactly what I look for in my adult life and the type of connections that I'm seeking because it's so easy to not put yourself out there and just to kind of stay with the people that you know really well and you grew up with and there's nothing wrong with that but I think you're just missing on a really great subset of the population that you would really hit it off with and have a great connection and so I'm so happy that she reached out to me and it's moments like that that I'm so grateful for and it's interactions like that that I leave feeling so full and happy and that's exactly what I have kind of tried to do over the last like couple years and that's like one case of you know something recent but I've had interactions like that where I've you know met up with people for the first time and it's funny because in the beginning it almost feels like a blind date like you're meeting somebody for the first time maybe you have never met in person maybe you only follow them on social media or have mutual friends um, but it's actually amazing like the relationship that can come from just those random dms and sharing commonalities whether it be with like your hobbies or what you like to do or what you do for work or where you went to school like whatever it might be um i just feel like it's always so important to like continue seeking connections with other humans because at the end of the day i truly believe like that is what life is all about um, so aside from like the friend aspect, I want to just like go back to the family aspect that I touched on a few minutes ago, mainly like talking about when I um, went to Australia and kind of what I learned that I'm a Philly girl and I always want to keep exploring, but I want my home base to be Philly and I want to be at least in like the vicinity of Philadelphia so that I'm always able to come to the birthday events and the holidays and never really miss any like you know, little or big moments, but little moments too. Um, and I think about me coming home from New York and how it was truly one of the best things I could have done specifically for the relationship with my younger sister. So my younger sister is eight years younger than me and she's 12 years younger than my older sister. So my oldest is 30 and then I'm 26 and then the youngest is 18 and she's going off to Penn State in the fall. And it's funny to think about when I left for college, she was so young and our relationship was in a completely different state than it is now. 
And like growing up, I feel like I was less of like a big sister to her and more of like, um, not a mom, but I guess more of a mom or at least a crossover of like a mom figure slash older, older sister. But we really couldn't like connect on a lot of things just because we were in such different points of life. And so when I moved to New York right after college, like I hadn't lived at home with her since I was, you know, 17, 18 years old. And she was like 11, 10, 11. Like, so when I moved home from New York and we got time back, that was completely not meant to be. Like, I was never meant to move back to Philadelphia. I was never, I was meant to graduate college and, you know, go on to my own life and never move back in. But when I got that time back with her, I got a whole new relationship with her because when I came back, she was this young adult. I was like, what did you do with my little teenage sister? Like she was the most mature, most beautiful inside and out girl that I could ever imagine. And very quickly, our dynamic changed from like the little sister to the big sister to like best friends. And I go to her with everything. She gives the most sound advice that I've ever had anybody give me, even though she's eight years younger than me. She's like so wise beyond her years. And I know that I drive her absolutely crazy. Like she definitely hates me sometimes, but I truly could not be more thankful for the years that I've got back with her. And I can say with confidence that moving back from New York, the best thing that came out of that was the relationship that I got with her and also being able to see my nephews grow up. Um, My younger nephew who just turned one, um, I got so many moments with him that I missed out on with my older nephew who is turning four in August. And it's crazy because I see Anthony um, being one and reaching like the milestones at that age. And I don't remember Billy. And it's just because I wasn't around. So I feel like I see this stark contrast. And thank God Billy doesn't remember me not being around. But it just really reinforced that I'm so happy to be around and to be around for these days and just kind of remind myself like this is what I personally value this always goes back to like the the intrinsic values and for me like like I said human connection and family that will always be like my number one um and I will put that above anything I'll put that above a job I'll put that above money success like because to me true happiness and true success is you know, the deepness of your relationships. And I don't know, I just feel like from that standpoint, it often gets really hard to maintain these relationships when you're in your 20s and when you want to pursue career and your own pursuit of life, whether you meet a partner that's from, you know, somewhere else in the country and you want to make a concession and move out there. Maybe there's a better quality of life where they're from or they, you know, have different circumstances that, require them to be closer to their family and it just it gets hard to prioritize relationships from a friend standpoint or a family standpoint and I really don't think there's an answer that works for everybody I think there's gonna be different ways for different people and you know like I said how my communication style works like other people communicate entirely differently like I said how I want to live in Philadelphia to be close to my family other people might not feel the same way might not like place the same value on, you know, being around for the little moments. Like 
And that is not wrong. Like that is just everybody being entitled to their own value system and their own kind of set of normalcy of what's expected upon like when you grow up. A lot of people, I think it's more normalized that you grow up and you move away from your family. Where I'm from, that's just not really the case. Um, And especially coming from such a close-knit, big family, I just feel like it's definitely not the case for us because we just enjoy each other's company and we get together often. Um, But I don't know. I just feel like it's a conversation that I wanted to have and acknowledge because, like I said, there's real – really no answer and it can get challenging to navigate especially in your 20s when you're trying to start your own life career-wise family-wise you're testing out different locations and both from a friend standpoint and a family standpoint it can get really challenging to continue to not only like stay close with existing friends but also acquire new friends and so I feel like at the end of the day I don't know we're just doing the best that we can um, and that's really all we can do But I think personally, I always like to keep at the forefront of my mind that like relationships are what I find most important about life. And so whether it is keeping up with old friends or making an effort to find and meet new friends, um, that's just something that I always hope will, you know, be a priority of mine. And then I guess the last aspect of relationships that I wanted to touch on was kind of like mentorships slash networking, especially in like a career sense. And honestly, the whole, like, the word networking truly gives me PTSD from, like, college and campus recruiting and just the whole, like, rat race of life. But I truly do think a lot of the opportunities that can come about in the working world come from relationships and who you know. And so I just feel like I wanted to mention the aspect of, like, mentorship and truly just, like, putting yourself out there again in a sense of hopping on the phone with people to chat about their work or their position or their day-to-day. Like just this morning, I got off the phone with somebody because like I said, I'm kind of in the midst of like job searching and, you know, you have people that offer to hop on the phone with you and just kind of talk to you about a potential opportunity at their company. And I think in the beginning, this can be a little bit intimidating I would say or like nerve-wracking if you're not used to using networking as a tool Um, but I think it definitely gets easier with time with practice with reps and just the more you put yourself out there and the more you hop on the phone with people the less scary it becomes Um, and I think in life in general it really does boil down to who you know not what you know and I think that's been a lesson that's kind of been proven to me time and time again. And so I know specifically at this time in my life when I'm going through the job searching process, I'm just talking to a lot of people and I'm not closing any doors and I'm not, you know, saying no to anybody. I'm open to all conversations and I'm just in kind of like a data aggregation mode. Like I'm just trying to get as much information about what's out there as possible And then with that information, you know, we'll hopefully be able to make like an educated decision about what I want to do in the fall after kind of hearing about the types of jobs and opportunities that are out there. But I really do think there is such power in relationships, in networking, in, you know, mentorship and using your resources um, to ask people to introduce you to other people or message people on LinkedIn and see if they reply. Like you never know the power 
the power of a message and I just feel like you really have nothing to lose and so it kind of all just goes with putting yourself you know out there and letting human connection do its thing because I really do think it has the power to um, make a lot of things happen and you really never know who you're talking to or what can come about from that interaction. That is the episode today. I'm going to call it here. If you guys liked this episode, please give it a review, whether you just rate the podcast or leave like a physical review. I feel like I definitely underestimate the amount that that can help other people discover me. Um, I feel like normally I just market this through my own socials and it's really just for like my friends and family, but it would definitely be cool to get some new listeners. And I feel like while Apple podcast and Spotify are like great platforms, they're not always the easiest um, in like helping smaller creators and smaller podcasts be discovered by other people. So that would be very much appreciated. Thank you in advance. And as always, thank you for listening and tuning in. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye.